Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different. And if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done. And there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire, and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company, and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding for their deals. I know this because I know these students personally, and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing, and it can make you a small fortune flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen dollars or $20,000 to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. you got to go ahead and stay, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals when you find them. Let's do it. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Today, Mike and I are both here, and we're going to be talking about rehabbing, specifically rehabbing rentals, Mike, or rehabbing? Rehabbing rentals is what I was thinking. Man. Okay. I think that's a good topic I like that for today. Idea. And we can talk about kind of the differences between rehabbing for rehabs and rehabbing for rentals. Because mm. there are some subtle differences. Okay. Uh, are we live like you wanted to do, Dave? No, just recording. Oh, man. Podcast. I going live. Told me not to. I said do it. Guys, Too late. Too late. This is only for you guys on the podcast. Podcast exclusive <laughs> today. That's right. I love it. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, rehabbing rentals. Um, let's talk about the big difference between uh, rehabbing to sell a property versus rehabbing to make it a rental property. In my mind, the biggest difference is the finish level, meaning I'm not going to put the same type of materials 
in my finished products. Mm -hmm. uh, you still want the same contractor. In my opinion, you still want to use similar contractors with high-quality work um, and affordable rates and the fastest service. Again, you're never going to get all three. But again, you want to use the best contractors you can find. You want licensed electricians. You don't want to have any fire risks or um, you know, code issues. You want to, you want quality contractors. It's mainly in my brain comes down to your materials and what you're going to actually do to the property. So material selection. Uh, let's walk through a house virtually, or at least in our brain. And the first thing you walk in and you step on inside the house is the floor. So what kind of flooring am I using in our rentals, Dave? You know the answer to that. Mm. Durable flooring. Mm -hmm. Flooring that's uh, typically inexpensive, durable, waterproof, hopefully scratch-resistant. So we use a lot of, like, vinyl planks that kind of click in. We also use some peel-and-stick tile that's groutable for the bathrooms. Uh, we try to avoid ceramic because it can break. Um, and we will do some floor refinishing and or hardwoods, but our preferred flooring of choice is uh, vinyl planks that come in, I think, three-foot planks, and they click together. The coolest part about these is you can cut them with a razor blade. So you do not need any special tools or saws to do you know, certain areas that may require some unique cuts. Um, you can cut them with a razor blade. So anybody that you know, is not half-retarded can install these, including <laughs> myself. Uh, sometimes I question myself's ability to do stuff like this, but these are very, very easy to use. And Mike, you know more about this than me. What's, what is the cost of these vinyl planks? I know they probably vary. And then of course you got to pay to install. Yeah, so let's talk labor, about it. So but... the vinyl plank I like, uh, again, kind of like Dave said, they're very durable. They hold up. They don't get scratched as easily. Um, they don't, they don't show the wear like carpet. So again, that was the old thing. You throw the carpet in the bedrooms or you get cheap carpet for your rentals, you know, but then you end up replacing it or you're having to clean it. It's just disgusting. Carpet is gross in rental properties. People always have dogs or cats, even if they're not supposed to. Um, again, the carpet just, just don't do that. We do hard surfaces everywhere. This luxury vinyl plank is a little bit softer because it's vinyl, or it can be. Right. So you're going to get just a, a very, very durable, livable flooring. Uh, and it's usually going to cost between $2 and up. We'll just put it like that per square foot. So $2 a square foot is a pretty decent price. Uh, we get some of it on sale, sometimes a little bit cheaper, uh, maybe as low as like $1.50 a square foot. Uh, and then we have our guys install it, like Dave said. All it takes is somebody with a little bit of common sense and a razor. They can cut the floor to fit pretty much anywhere. Uh, they can do um, around the door frames pretty easily. It's much easier than doing tile or any other type of floor. Fast. It is. Yeah, fast. and you only need like one guy to do it, really. Yeah, I mean, we had essentially we had our contractor Dale. He did what was a gas two four one two gas. He did the entire upstairs in like two days. Right by himself. It's super super easy to throw, and it looks great. Uh, we've got pictures. If you check out uh, our YouTube channel, I guarantee mm -hmm. we're going to have – we've got gas on there. By the time you listen to this show, you're going to see uh, that property. We'll be walking around that one. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one of the first things that we do. The flooring. It's the, the flooring. Usually it's the biggest – you know, the biggest – not necessarily project, but the biggest uh, square footage 
you know, in terms of what you're doing. Paint, that, that's easy. That rolls on. But Yeah, well, and, and cost-wise, flooring is expensive. It is. Like mm-hmm. I said, if it's $2 a square foot, a 1,000-square-foot house, I mean, it's two grand right there yeah. just for materials. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to pay the guys to install it as well. Mm-hmm. So, again, flooring can be expensive, which is why you want to use something that's going to last for more than one tenant. Again, mm-hmm. if I was going to sell this house or we're going to flip it to rehab it, maybe you throw carpet in the bedrooms. Because, again, a lot of people like that. It makes it softer. Um, I mean, it's a little bit more livable. People, you know, when they, you know, uh, get out of bed, it's nice. It's warmer uh, when you have wall-to-wall carpeting. So, again, a lot of people like carpet in the bedrooms. But yeah, again, all my college your... rentals have carpet Do they? in the bedrooms. Really, in the most of the house, except for the kitchen and the baths. Everything's carpet. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, but we clean them every year. You know, we've replaced it a couple times, obviously. But I feel like you can get at least six to ten years out of carpet if if, if your tenants don't just destroy just it. it. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say it depends on what kind of tenants. Depends on the tenants, right? But typically, you know, if you're replacing your carpet every two to three years, that's something's wrong. Well, even yeah, I mean, again, yeah. in six years out of carpet, that's great. But man, when you're not living there, that six years goes pretty quick on your rental. Yeah. Like, it oh does. man, I feel like we just replaced that. Right. And it's couple thousand dollars. So, again, it's never a fun bill when you have to do it again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this luxury vinyl. We've only been using it for a few years now. Uh, it's advertised to hold up much better. And we've seen it turn over on some of our units. And, again, like I said, it's in great shape. So, again, we want hard surfaces, easier to clean, quicker turnovers. Let me ask you this. Is it vinyl or is it PVC and, and or is that the same thing? You, I have it's no... Both, above both of our heads. Because I sometimes see on the packaging whenever I help pick it up mm-hmm. and or mm-hmm. go to the property and sit in there, that sometimes it'll say it's like it's made of PVC. It's Either way, PVC it's very durable. Vinyl? I think it's just a type of plastic. Polyvinyl chloride. Okay, so... so vinyl. Vinyl. Wow. Free vinyl. So it's the yeah. same thing. Okay, there you go. That makes <laughs> well, sense. Similar, for sure. Yeah. Scientists... We don't really know what we're talking about. <laughs> Clearly, it's a thousand different things. Hey, C2H3CI... To the nth power, it looks like. That's our formula here. So either way, luxury vinyl planks are the way to go for rentals. Start with the floors. Nike, what's next? Typically the walls? I'd say walls, man. I'd say walls too, man. So this is what we're going to do. Gonna and paint every, them up. And every clean pro- them and paint them. Every property we buy, we're ripping out the carpet. We're making sure the floors are flat. We're putting our luxury vinyl. We're going to paint them. Uh, what I recommend if you're going to be doing this uh, to multiple properties, pick the gray that you like the most. Gray is everybody's color right now, unfortunately. So you're yeah. going to paint everything gray. <laughs> uh, but no, pick your gray and stick to it. So whatever gray you're going to use, just keep the same paint color. That way you know what it is when you have to go back into that rental and repaint it. You don't have to repaint everything or you don't have to repaint it as well. Meaning you don't have to go in and trim everything up again. You can literally just go and roll any of the walls that need uh, some touch-up on it. So again, you pick your paint. We're going to paint everything. The other thing we do, we like to kind of upgrade our light fixtures in all of our rentals. Uh, This helps us get a little bit higher um, appraised values because what we're doing, we implement the burst strategy. And we buy them, we rehab them, we rent them out, and then we refinance them. So we're trying to increase the uh, value or the appraised value of our properties so that we can get most of our money back. So we like to upgrade our light fixtures. And it's a relatively inexpensive thing that just makes the house look nicer. So mentally, if you walk into a property and you've got uh, a nice a vinyl floor that looks like uh, wood a lot of the times, we've got a wood pattern on most of ours, and you've got a white trim, white doors, gray paint, and a new chrome or uh, bronze light fixture, you've got, it feels like a new property. I mean, it feels like it was updated or rehabbed. 
that doesn't cost that much for bedrooms, guys. This is cheap. Bedrooms, family room, dining room, none of that stuff costs that much money. Again, we're talking flooring, paint, couple light a light fixture in each room. Maybe a hundred bucks per room. Yeah, light fixtures are cheap and they make a world of difference. Another thing that can make a house look really up not necessarily updated, but make it look um, cleaner, newer, and worth more money, I think is really what I was kind of looking for. Like it's gonna help on on your appraisals. Is swapping out those old, nasty yellow or off-white uh, outlet covers and outlet switches. Uh, depending on the condition of the actual outlets and switches, you may have to swap those out too, right? Covers are obviously going to be cheaper because you don't need an electrician to do that. You just unscrew one to two screws. I'm glad you say that. One yeah. to four, mm-hmm. maybe even six on a big one. A couple screws though, right? In mm-hmm. and out. Uh, doing the out, doing the, the actual switches and the outlets themselves, I've done them before. But I wouldn't recommend you do it because I've gotten bit by that hotline. <laughs> and it's just anything electrical, it's probably not a good idea for you to be messing with. So my advice for you to be, for you would be to hire an expert, maybe even somebody that's licensed and or has insurance on their business. That'd be the ideal way to go about doing it. I, I don't agree. think you need permits to swap out outlets, but don't take my word for I was it. Just say check your local. Check with local because each yeah. place could be different. Some places may say no, it does. We don't care. Others say if you touch anything electrical, we want to know about even the light fixtures. Even the light like, fixtures, right? Yeah, so that's another great point. Check with your local people. They may say, hey, you can put a ceiling fan in, no problem. We don't need a light, uh, you know, permit for that. But you never know. And Mike, don't ever, Mike, me and Mike, Mike and I. Don't ever want to be given advice that's going to be counterintuitive to the laws or your safety. Yeah, or it goes against anything it. like that, guys. We want to try to be as ethical and moral and straightforward as we possibly can. And just as helpful. So, and that's what I was glad you were going to say. That is that. Yeah, the covers. And sometimes we'll do that on our rentals. We'll literally just change the covers. Covers. Out, yeah. And they're white, and then the outlets are a little bit faded, a little bit yellowish looking because they're older, or that ivory, you know. Yeah, ivory. So right. it doesn't great look point. great, but it's great still color. it kind of looks better it looks cleaner it yeah it, it looks, looks cleaner. cleaner but i really love the the the, the uh, light fixtures guys that's just like you know flooring paint light fixtures boom i mean sometimes that's it we're done right at least on the inside mm-hmm. now on the outside we're going to always want to like clean up the gutters and the exterior experience or the exterior um just view from the street a curb appeal so we so- want to do any cleanup before we like we're not typically planting flowers let's put it that way Addition oh. by subtraction. There you go. I like but that. But we will That's remove just... what looks ugly. So we're going to make it prettier by just cleaning up the outside. I'd say nine times out of ten, properties that need a little bit of work are just overgrown. Uh, like yeah. literally, it's nobody's done anything landscaping-wise in years. So literally just ripping everything that's next to the house out and maybe just dumping a couple of uh, barrels or uh, uh, wheelbarrows full of mulch. Yeah, or even bags. A couple bags of mulch. Bags of mulch for exactly. five bucks. Fifty or not fifty, like twenty or thirty bags of mulch goes a long way. It's like you know eighty 100 bucks, hundred yeah. bucks, right? So that goes a long way. It may not look great forever, but you know you're gonna get yourself it's a addition couple, by subtraction. Addition by, by subtraction, right? Clean everything out. Yeah, outside overgrown. You're not. You don't necessarily want to add. Plants get expensive. Trees are expensive. Yeah. Like there's no reason to be adding that stuff in. If your tenants want to do that, and a lot of them, I mean, not a lot, but some of them do. They like to garden and put stuff in. More power to them. Right. Again, but don't spend the money on it. Clean it up by removing things that are overgrown, trimming back any bushes or hedges that are overgrown. Uh, Again, just addition by subtraction outside is my 
motto or just mantra. Just mm. take stuff out. Clean it up. Uh, similar thing goes for uh, – I'm going to go back inside. Uh, a lot of times in basements is addition by subtraction. Uh, more often than not, we really just want to clean up basements, just get stuff out of the basements. You don't necessarily want to spend a ton of money uh, building walls and constructing things down in the basement, finishing basements. Uh, you don't get the same return uh, as you do on other projects. So that's outside. Uh, we talked a little basement. We talked uh, most of the main rooms. Let's talk kitchens and baths real quickly. Yep. Uh, kitchens are... Uh, definitely, I'd say probably the most difficult thing to manage in terms of what to do for a rental versus a flip. A flip is easy. Uh, if you're trying to get a full high ARV, you're just going to gut it, pull all the cabinets yeah, out, what isn't, open up walls. Here's the way I look at it. What, it. what in this kitchen hasn't been been either added or updated in the last two years? Two. If it's beyond that, pull it all out. Pretty fair. Put right. it in, right? Yeah. Otherwise, that means it's basically new. If it's a couple years out and it's a flip, you know, nine times out of ten, you're going to gut it all the way out. It, it will obviously depend on the current condition. There has been flips where we'll leave countertops, hilltop. I'm sorry, we'll leave cabinets mm-hmm. and we'll do just the countertops, but we lost money it on it. It doesn't that. go well usually. That was yeah. one of two deals that we didn't make money on out of 500, guys. So, yeah, typically, though, gutting a kitchen is the way to go and just starting over. You know – you know, I want to just harp on this real quick. Mm-hmm. You know why we didn't make money? We paid too much. We did not buy it right. Yeah. That's, that's why we always would so always we, not make we money. We tried to cut Which has corners. only happened twice. We tried to cut corners, mm. and we couldn't make money on the deal. We lost money because mm. we paid too much for the house. Yeah, we thought Every that time. the uh, rehab would have been less, and we thought our ARV was higher. Either way, we paid too much, however you look at it. You always... Make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. Love it. Yeah. You know? All right. So let's go back to kitchens. So it's difficult in our rentals to really decide where to draw the line. Uh, my brain, uh, at least more recently anyways, thinks if I can save cabinets, I don't want to replace cabinets. If they are close, if they have uh, the ability to be saved, meaning the doors are in decent shape and they still swing. They're not falling off. Same thing with the drawers, especially. If they pull out and stop and they close easily, I want to keep them. I do not want to replace cabinets. It's just an extra cost that I just feel is not worth spending. A couple reasons why. One, when you pull out the cabinets, that means you're going to have to redo all of the plumbing underneath, too. Yeah. Like I don't want to do that. Basically means you're going to need a permit. Yeah. I, and, I again, I want to do as little as possible. What can you do, though, to clean up the rentals? We love painting the cabinets. So you've got two options. If it's wood and it looks kind of clean, send somebody in to clean, clean, clean it, and then add some polyurethane to it. So that's going to make it look new. Then you can add some new handles on it. So you're talking... Shine it up, baby. Shine it up. $150, $200 worth of materials in cabinet or in handles and in uh, the polyurethane. The other option is to paint them and add new cabinets. So white is very popular. Uh, for current kitchen cabinets, we put a lot of white cabinets in our flips and our rentals when we have to put new cabinets in. Guess what? It's very easy to paint old cabinets white. So, because again, it's matching. So the back gets painted and the doors get painted. So then they are white, new, either chrome uh, or stainless or the, the hardware. Exactly, hardware yeah. on it. Done. And let's talk t- pro tip on hardware, guys. Hardware is expensive. 
Give it away, man. Man, so like, Mike, you, you, you're the one that orders it. Oh, Am- yeah. Is it Amazon that we go through? Mm-hmm. We buy most, if not all, of our hardware on Amazon. Not only for the rentals, but the flips, too. Some hardware is 5 or $6 a pop. So you got 30 cabinets. That's, you know, $5 times 30. You're looking at $100 in hardware. And there might, that might not even include the drawers or whatever else. So... We buy it in it off off exactly. Amazon. We've getting it for like maybe one or two bucks a pop, and there's really no reason that hardware should cost that much. Well, and here's the, here's the thing: we are more of a quantity type of operation, meaning we want to do uh, more than one rental and we want to do more than one flip. So we're not spending a ton of time going in and picking out specific materials for a specific project. Mm. So we found we like the ball. I I. Just think of two different types of cabinet poles. You've either got a bar or the little knob. So that's all I really look for. And we know that the chrome ones are about three bucks a pop or five bucks a pop at the hardware stores. Whereas if I go on Amazon, I can find a similar one. Now it's hollow inside, still metal, but it's about a buck. Like to me, if I can get something that looks like it's worth about six or eight dollars for a dollar, I'm gonna do that every time. So we order in bulk all of our pull cabinet poles. From Amazon. Super easy. Done. So, again, you take something for a couple hundred dollars worth of materials. Now it becomes maybe a hundred bucks worth of total materials. And you've got almost a brand new looking kitchen. I like it. So, kitchen. Uh, next thing is countertops uh, and appliances. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we don't. Uh, I prefer, if we're going to keep cabinets, uh, to try to keep the countertops. But if they're dented up, if they're old laminate, get them out of there. Uh, put in a new countertop. Couple hundred bucks. Do you now have appliances, it? we we like to recycle if it's a, a rental property. So if we have a, if we buy it with appliances that aren't terrible, we're gonna keep them. If they are really bad, then what we'll do is we'll buy a set of appliances that all match at a discount. Basically, we'll go to a discount place or we'll go to Home Depot, Lowe's, and we'll look for a sale that has something running where you can get the microwave, the dishwasher, the stove, and the fridge. Sometimes we will actually exclude the dishwasher on purpose. Uh, some of them have them. Some of them don't. Uh, also, the garbage disposal is something that sometimes mm, on a rental point. we won't add because it just creates a maintenance, a maintenance item. Um, every property I turn over, I feel like, um, I, there's glass um, or plastic or something in those garbage disposals. I've, almost every time I'm in a property, I reach my hand in there to, just to check them out. There's something in there almost every time. So you can eliminate that completely by just removing the garbage disposal. Yeah, and that's a good point, Dave. So we, I forgot. I mean, when Dale goes in and does some of the rental work, if we're playing around with the sink or anything under there and there is a garbage disposal, we're taking it out. Take it out. We never, we're never going to leave them just because, like you said, it's just a problem. It's another appliance they're going to call you about, and you're going to have a work order on. Right. They don't need it. But when we do buy the appliances, um, let's say that we <laughs> – Get a house that has them and they're great, we'll keep them. But if we get a house that doesn't have them at all or they suck, we'll take them out and we will try to find cheap appliances that all match. And that's really kind of where we're at. We, we don't go uh, – do we buy the lowest end? No. Maybe so one or two usually, up. It's usually but, one grade up from like the low – if you're going new at right. like a home – at a big box store, yes. Then we're going to go like one grade above the cheapest because normally the cheapest ones – they're there for a reason. Yeah, they suck. It's the budget one that is it's just not going to last quite as long. So you want to get maybe one step up from that, and yeah, that's usually what we do. That's where we're at. One thing I want to say on countertops. I forgot. I saw this on a, uh, one of our Facebook groups. 
uh, people were talking about the countertops. And they put in um, a laminate, which is a cheap, you know, it's the wood with a, a laminated top over. If you're not familiar with laminated, it's probably, it's when you knock on it, it sounds like wood. It's basically most countertops most that you'd buy at Home Depot or Lowe's. granite. Right. There's going to be your laminate countertop. So mm-hmm. Sometimes they look kind of like granite, but it ain't. Is, this is exactly what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. They were talking about how the the countertop, it didn't match up. The pattern didn't match up. And should they be upset with the contractor? And my thought was, you have no idea what you're talking about. This is a laminate countertop. Of course, it's not the pattern of the stone isn't going to match up. Oh, like it's on a, the corners? Yeah. Yeah. It's a laminate countertop. If you want, They didn't some, cut it in an L. They had two long pieces, and they cut 45s on both, and they connected them. Yeah, and they were upset that the contractor did it. I'm like, man, you yeah, if that's you just want it to match up. And that's what we do is we take we have a more solid pattern. It's it's a pretty black pattern is my, my preferred. Uh, I know Bill uses one of the marbled ones, like the gray and white. I just prefer the black because there's almost no pattern to it. So you just got, bam, just always matches. Yeah, it always, always matches. Always clean. Right. Um, and again, so, so that's what I prefer. But everybody's got their own preference. Um, why do we not use granite? Just cost. Yeah, it just cost. Sometimes we'll use the thin granite if we're trying to get a higher appraisal on it. But typically we pretty don't. Pretty rare. Pretty rare. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty rare we're going to put granite in the rentals. Now, and I know some landlords that are very different. And they say, oh, I put it in all of them because it holds up and it's never going to get whatever. Well, people can ship granite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People don't take oh, care yeah. of it. You can mess granite The guys up. putting it in sometimes break it. Yeah. Yeah. So Totally. I, again, that's if just. If you ever have anybody getting up on the counter uh, and standing for any reason, you're going to have, you know. you're 100%. Or if they, again, who knows? I mean, big old heavy. Uh, don't try to tell me you don't stand on your countertops. Come on. <laughs> I feel Everybody like does. I feel like I'm up on my counters at least once a month trying to dig to the back of a cabinet or something, right? Like, come on. Or if we're drinking and it's Friday night, you never so know. People are sitting up Somebody there. Somebody may be know? up there, right? Exactly. So, yeah, just just go with the durable stuff. So that's that's the kitchen though. Let's not overthink it. Next is the bathrooms. We've already talked about the floors and the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, toilets, uh, you know, you can only clean a toilet so much. So if you're buying a property and it's disgusting, Swap it out. What's funny about toilets, you know? too, is they they're ha- cheap. Well, and they've changed. It's so funny because toilets used to be all these little circular things. Yeah. Now, almost all... We, so Long, elongated, elongated bowls. Elongated bowls with a little bit higher seat height. It's more comfortable. It's pretty more... It's, it's much yeah. more common. It just looks like it's been... Yeah, updated. they hold more water, but not only in the reservoir, but in the bowl itself. I don't want to get too detailed here. But they flush. But they flush better, and that's yeah. the point. Right. So toilets, you're talking, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Swap them out if they're gross. It's not even worth trying to clean them sometimes. Uh, vanities also are really inexpensive. And depending on the size of a bathroom, sometimes you can put in a smaller vanity, but it has a bigger bowl, meaning that the size of where the water is and is collected may not even get may not even be smaller, but the vanity itself is, so it can make a bathroom look larger. Regardless, vanities they're really inexpensive, so I'd say replace the toilet, replace the vanity if it needs it, of course. Um, last but not least, we have our tub, our mirror, and our lighting. So mirrors are cheap. If, if we buy a house and it has a mirror, we typically don't replace it. Why would we do that unless it's broken or dirty, right? And if you're talking about it, it's just mirror. Just mirror. Right. right. But then sometimes it's got a wood frame around it that looks all old or is a mm-hmm. funny color. You can pop those out, like you said. Pop them out. Expensive, or just paint bucks. it whenever you're painting the walls. Maybe give it a white trim or something like that, right? Uh, the light fixtures we probably had already done with the rest of the house. We won't need to mess with that. 
Um, all bathrooms should have a fan. Uh, but that's one thing that we look for when we're buying properties, not only to, to rent out but to flip, is does it have a fan and is that fan vented properly? You're not really supposed to vent a fan up into your attic. It's actually supposed to be vented through the roof. So just kind of be aware of that. If you do have a fan that's vented up into the attic, you may have mold issues. Um, whatever. Last but not least in the bathroom will be the tub and the walls. So sometimes when we're buying properties that we decide to rent or they've already been rented for several years, they may not have had any major renovations done. And they may have those old green or yellow or pink tiles. I think it kind of depends where you live, mm-hmm. you know, because there's older parts of the country that had maybe been doing more construction during those fads than, you know, maybe other parts. Like, I doubt you're going to see a whole lot of those pink tiles up in, you know, maybe, though. I mean, like, you know, in, on the West Coast, maybe. I bet you see more of them. Maybe you do. Yeah, that's that. true. That's true. Either way, we can glaze those tiles, and we can also glaze the tubs, assuming the tub is a ceramic tub. Um, and really what that means is if you have these old pink, orange, yellow, gross-looking tiles um, and or a ceramic tub that's maybe got some rust on it or it's just it's starting to just look dirty, you can clean them up, sand them down, and you can actually paint them with what's called a glaze. And all it is is a, is a paint that dries rock hard, um, so you can't necessarily, like, scratch or chip it as, as easy as you would, like, some paint on the wall. It's not a latex-based paint. It's something else. It's like a ceramic-based paint or something. I honestly don't know. All I, I know is that it's Maybe a- an epoxy-based. Who knows? But it, it dries super rock hard. And it's also really, really good for water resistance. Like if you throw paint or you know water on a wall with paint on it, you do it a couple times. Eventually, that water is going to get through that paint into that wall. Well, with this particular type of glaze, it's water resistant type paint, so it can make a old tub or old walls in a bathroom look brand new, which is a simple coat. Right. So that is good for a cosmetic. So then here's the fi- here's the fine line of difference on that. If the tub and the tile are in decent shape, like it's yeah, not it, falling apart or like molds eating through it, it just looks absolutely terrible, then this is a great option. Uh, another way this can help you save money, though, is if maybe a couple tiles have fallen off, but it doesn't look like there's water damage or anything behind there. You can get mismatched tiles, meaning mismatched, mismatched colors. Yeah. Get them put in. Have it and then have it glazed, and it's all going to be white or gray or whatever. Color yeah, and you typically the guys you hire to do it, they have like forty tiles in their truck, mm-hmm. you know, of different sizes, to where if they need to patch a couple, they can make that work. But that's a great point, Mike. Or you can just go buy the same size tile. Who cares what color it is? Mm-hmm. And then you you're going to glaze all of those tiles. So start with the toilet and the vanity. If you have to replace them, go for it. Um, also, whenever you pull the toilet up, it's a great time to put the flooring in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You can always use the vinyl planks and cut around it, but it's it's going to look the best if it's sitting on top of it. It's also going to be the most secure. It's not going to be wobbly. Start the flooring and then do the, the uh, toilet, maybe the vanity. Um, glaze the tub and or the walls if, as Mike said, they're in great condition and um, it's ceramic and you can do so. If it's If it's like a plastic tub or... Maybe a fiberglass tub. Uh, you may be able to bleach it and clean it real good. Otherwise, you may have to just pull it out and swap it out, put a new one in. Tub surrounds are also really great ways to um, save on costs. You can sometimes put tub surrounds in over existing ones, mm-hmm. or you can just rip them out and put put them in. And ca- basically, you just use like uh, like uh, some some really you know c- contractors grade uh. adhesive and caulk 
That's it. I mean, it's very, very, very simple. Uh, you you could probably watch a couple of YouTube videos to learn how to do it and, and be a pro that that quick. It's, it's nothing to it. One thing I did, which I will uh, never recommend, is using someone like a bath fitters. Yeah, you're just going to pay more than you should. Thousands of dollars. Now, again, if you have a tenant living there and they're saying, oh, this is really bad, yada, yada, you don't have many options if that's their only bathroom and you need to get a new tub in. Like, you, can, it's very, very difficult to have. I mean, well, it would just almost be impossible. Turning over a bathroom in, like, one or two days is tough, it's, yeah. especially if you're ripping out a tub. Because typically the tub... It's wall-to-wall in most of these little bathrooms. Yeah, and you got to think, typically the tub is sitting on the subfloor, and the ledges of it are underneath the tile and or... The drywall. The, the drywall and or the surround. So basically what I'm saying is is... If you have to rip a tub out, you're basically gutting that part of the bathroom. So gutting the rest is either going to be simple or, you know, so on and so forth. Right. So love those bath fitters, guys, when you absolutely need need them. Right. But it's going to cost you significantly more. Uh, And, again, it's just not, in my opinion, quite as good Mm -hmm. as having a new tub installed. Yeah. The last thing I would really mention, Mike, Mm. um, and you may may have some other things, of course, would be – you know, maybe a couple uh, water fixtures if necessary. You know, they're kind of like light fixtures. Usually your water fixtures are going to be a little bit more expensive than your light fixtures. Not necessarily, but they will make a big difference. If all the faucets in your house are 60 years old, hey, maybe it would be a good idea in a time to go upgrade or update some of those faucets. You know, you're not going to typically have a lot of water fixtures, which is a good thing. Well, and that's... At least it's not as many as light fixtures unless yeah. you have a 47-bathroom house. So... Relatively inexpensive, and we prefer to use the name brand. So we like to use the Kohler's, Kohler's and, and the Moens because, again, buy it for looks, buy it for life, that sort of thing. They just last a little bit longer. Like, they hold up better. So there's nothing worse than when a tenant moves in, and then they've got a leaky freaking faucet uh, six months later, three months later. Yeah, well, and, that, like, and the thing that sucks is it's in our best interest to replace those because some tenants won't call. And then you got to, and then it's leaking under the cabinet, and then before you know it, that whole thing's rotted out. Or you're paying the water bill or the sewer bill. Exactly. So I literally went into a property that I was selling. Uh, this was the the little forfeit land I just sold, mm-hmm. and it was in one unit, and I thought the sink was on, which is running water. And, and it I was said, just that was it. That was in the opposition. He's like, yeah, and I said, oh hey, you got a leaky sink or whatever. He's like, oh yeah, I was gonna call about that. I forgot. And how long has or it been running? In a couple a weeks. Year? Yeah, like, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, again, not even the just your wasting water thing. Like, what? Yeah. I Did mean, he just, not pay the water bill? Is that why he didn't care? No, that's, why, that's why he didn't care. Don't yeah. care at all. Like, yeah. how do you not care at all? I don't know. So, that's yeah, guys, crazy. other than that, though, like, you know, last other thing I would say, maybe, and this isn't even necessarily required, but um, baseboards and doors. You know, doors, relatively inexpensive. They can be. Baseboards are going to typically cost a little bit more because it's going to be kind of laborious. Um, but, you know, if you are do, using the burst strategy, let's say, for example, and you don't need a new bed, you don't need a new kitchen or new bathrooms, but you have to do some updates, you know, to show the bank that you have made significant updates to the property, putting in new doors and or, you know, trim like the, uh, the door frames slash baseboards can really, really make a house look great. Now, again, not required. Mike and I don't do this on every property. It's In fact, it's probably only like maybe one in five to one in seven 
that we're messing around with the doors and the baseboards, but it is a great way to make a property look new and updated for relatively inexpensive. So it used to always be the six-panel doors. Yeah, would like be forty dollars <clears throat> for a six-panel door. It used to be like the cheap doors are the flat ones. So a lot of times you just get a solid flat door, be like a cheap one in an older home. Uh, so six panel is always, my dad used to always talk about them. This was 15, 20 years ago. It's like, oh, we're going to get added six panel doors. They look so nice, yada, yada. Well, it's funny because it's changed now. Six it's panels, flip-flopped. Six panel doors, again, are relatively inexpensive. But again, they look better than the flat doors. Mm-hmm. But for our flips, six panels not even what you use anymore. I feel like it's the two panel or th- I don't even know what they're called. That's what I was just Googling. Yeah, it's something real, a little, just a little bit different. Well, it says two panel shaker or what's this? This is a four panel slab. So, and then I think, I mean, what do you have at your house? Don't you have the ones where it's kind of round looking on the interior? Yeah, mine are two panels shakers. Yeah, it's two. Is it shaker like that? solid, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so solid anyways. Solid doors, right? They on the rental, more on for the, the rental. Core. Right, on a rental, though, if you're going to do uh, upgrading the doors, it's probably six panel, again, just because they're, rel- they're pretty abundant at your big box stores. That makes them relatively inexpensive and easier to find. Mm-hmm. So the six panel look is probably what you're going to go for. And again, it does look nice. It's just oh, yeah. not. Uh, it's not the high end like you would for maybe a flip. Right. So these are perfect for for your rentals. Yep. And that's it, guys. I mean, again, look at the curb. You know, from from look at the house from the curb. Does anything major stick out? Right. Mike said it really, really great earlier. We are going to do addition by subtraction. I think that was the mm-hmm. way he worded it. Mm-hmm. So what that could mean, too, is like if it has shutters and they're all like paint peeling, you might be better off just ripping the shutters off the house than trying to go paint them, sand them, replace them. You know, it's just it's going to depend if there's fade marks behind them or not. You know, if it's on brick, maybe you just pull them off, you know. So the idea with the rental is to update slash upgrade the property but yet be cost effective and keep the costs on your mind. When we're doing our flips, 30, 40 grand, that that might be a light rehab. Mm-hmm. You know, like we might easily spend 50 to 90 grand or more in some cases. Oh, we spend a lot, yeah. Yeah, but like on a rental though, I mean, our goal with a rental is, you know, to keep it somewhere between like 5 and 20. You exactly. Know? I'd say 15k is a pretty good Sure, number. but but there are some you can buy and get into for yeah, for five less five grand. 100%. But yeah, you're gonna see less of those. But yeah, five to twenty is kind of where you're gonna want to be. You wanna you wanna shoot for materials that are gonna be somewhat bulletproof. You know, not 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 completely, of course, but like have more resiliency to wear and tear than the other materials. So like if we ever are doing drywall work, you know, in in a particular places we you know we'll opt for the thicker drywall in some cases because it's going to be more bulletproof we're going to use the floors that are going to be scratch and dent resistant aka vinyl planks you know versus the hardwoods the rentals they don't have to shine per se to be able to get them rented whereas those flips they do because you're selling them. I like so that. different really, accents yeah you're kind of putting lipstick on it versus giving it a full makeover you're right. Giving yeah. it a bath, man. Yeah. It's like giving it, it a bath. Clean yeah, exactly. Up. Whereas when you do the full makeover, you're often gutting stuff down to studs slash subfloor slash breaking concrete out to run new new uh, drains and, and new plumbing and you know adding s- bathrooms. Adding, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a whole different ball game, especially on the outside. You know, when, when it's a rental, we're gonna add by subtracting. But if it's a flip, we're gonna not only subtract all the stuff that sucks. 
But we're also going to add stuff to make it look better. You know, mulch, maybe plants. You know, sometimes we'll replace soffit or gutters just because they're ugly. They may be just fine, but hey, for two or three grand, we can add some really nice, clean ones and it may be worth it. So you're going to have different approaches to the rehab for a rental and uh, rehab for a rehab. Keep it simple, though, guys. Don't overdo it. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes that I made in the beginning of my landlording endeavors was I would go in and I would rehab a property as if I was moving into it. And you know what? It's okay because I still own a lot of these, and when I go to sell them, I'm going to get a little bit more money than I would have if I would have done a you know a slightly lower grade rehab. But you just it's not you don't need to do it. So if I were to do it again, a lot of these you know rehabs that I did in the very beginning, I was putting in ceramic tile, and I was you know going and buying that that faucet that was two hundred and sixty dollars that was like beautiful. And in the end of the day, one that was 120 would have done just fine, mm-hmm. you know. So don't over rehab your rentals. I plead with you. Yeah, that's. I'd say that's the biggest thing. Uh, make it nice so that I think here's a great way to look at it, Dave. Not like you're going to live there. Rehab it to where if, if you, you had, had to, to live there, there, you go. It would be. Would it be sufficient? Yeah, yeah because it, again, we want nice homes for people. We're not trying to no. be a slumlord. But if you had to live there, yeah. But you're talking a difference of fifteen and twenty five thousand on your rehab budget by having nice materials. Like the labor is going to be pretty fixed. Maybe a little more for nicer materials because they may require a little bit more time to work around or work with. Definitely tile, you know. But in the scheme of things, though, that's a great way to look at it, Mike. If you had to live there, would it work for you? Don't rehab it to move in because that's kind of how I was looking at all of mine. I'm Me like, too. I used to. I'm like, man, I don't want to live in this place like this. Like, let's do this, 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 and this. And before I knew it, I had ten things that weren't even necessary that were just get, getting updated. Again, not a terrible thing, but if I could do it over again, I wouldn't do that. Mike, you want to close us out? Any final words? Uh, let's just go back to you make your money when you buy. Make sure you guys buy at a discount. Uh, buy good deals. Buy good deals. Make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. Signing off. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.